0: Welcome to a special episode of She Brigade, brought to you by young professionals from NetBank. We'll be rolling out a series of monthly conversations geared towards providing money hacks for generation hustle. In today's episode, I'll be chatting with Ayanda Vana. Ayanda is the COO of an agritech startup, she's a podcaster, and a digital content creator. Today we'll be chatting about how to successfully navigate this festive season in order to make sure that your December is better friends with January. Remember that Nedbank offers young professionals a private banking experience that gives you incredible reward and lifestyle perks, a financial planner, a dedicated banker, and so much more at a 50% reduced fee. Use the link in the podcast notes to find out more. So, let's get into today's conversation.
1: Hey, Ayanda, and welcome back to the (laughs) podcast. I'm so I'm so excited to be here. I think we've been talking with everyone that's behind the scenes yeah. for the last, like, 45 minutes. Yeah. Everyone is such, it's such a vibe here, it's guys. It's such a vibe. The energy is great. Yeah. If it's because, it's December. You yeah. know? Oh, <laughs> December. I'm ready. You're I am ready. so ready. Yeah.
0: I'm so excited to have you back. The, we When we first recorded our first podcast, I was actually thinking about this. Um, it was just before the pandemic hit. Yes. It was about a month or two just before the pandemic yes. hit. And I remember you and I were chatting because we were we were meant to go to the Women in tech conference. I know we, were so ex- we had just met via the podcast. Yeah, we were gonna go, and then <laughs> the pandemic hit, and it was when people were still unsure what was going on before lockdowns. So we were like, "Are you going? Are you going?" I remember <laughs> it was such a stressful time because I had time. book
1: accommodation, we had booked flights, and then yes. and then the ticket. And the thing is, you could get reimbursed for other mm. things, but not the ticket because oh, they're like, you know, the women take Tick, They're like, "Oh, it's sorry." the ticket is a
0: ticket. Yeah. a t- you know,
1: um, so it was such a stressful time because we didn't know what was happening, happening. you know, and we didn't know like how long we're gonna be in this pandemic because there are still hopes of maybe we can go there. I think it was in September, Mm -hmm. we never, I never went.
0: It was cancelled, but it's interesting because that was like that, that was our that's how we met, yeah, and now it's like more than a year later and we're back again on the podcast. I'm so excited,
1: (laughs) and I I love that it's a net bank driven initiative because I like. It's so wild, because we're both in tech startups now. Yes. And my first time I opened a business account was a net bank account, and as a student. And I once shared this story yeah. on your podcast, where I said that uh, we had a, guys, an, a drive-sharing <laughs> app, which <laughs> is an Uber, I guess, yeah. in Varsity, because I was at roads. there were no transportation. I thought, why not get students to use their cars yeah. and share that with other people? And, and we needed to open a business account. And everyone wanted so much money. I was just like, we are students. I got an investment from my dad, which was not a lot. Everyone had to put together some <laughs> yeah, money. Were pulling in. We are yeah. pulling in money. And then we had to open like a business account. And then to be honest, at that stage, Besides all the cool benefits, it was it went down to money. I'm yes. like, can, I, can, can I can I afford which, which, bank, can which I afford? bank can I afford? Mm. And NetBank was that as a student and we opened mm. a business account under that. And oh, so wow. that since then it's been sort of my business account. Yeah, but
0: that's it's always nice when like life comes back full circle. It's like that was like your start and now you are the CEO of a tech startup. So you were getting into the tech space and NetBank helped you kick off that journey and now you're like the CEO of another tech startup. And you're making moves. Uh, uh, you're doing the most. <laughs> thank you so much.
1: Trying. And also you. you know, uh, I've been seeing your journey. It's been so awesome. I think we dreamed so much years yeah, ago. Yeah. And I think someone who, who's in the podcast space, I mean, you've sort of paved the way for a lot oh of us. Gosh, um, and made it like, I think you were the first um, South African female podcast that I knew about. Oh and gosh. then since then, I've just you're been exposed me to like me. Shannon, like I <laughs> to and, and I, I think, when you're behind the scenes, you realize how much work goes into it. And I've been so humbled. Yeah,
0: because you're a podcaster now, too. Yeah.
1: And so it's like, my goodness, you know. It's, it's, a, a, lo- lot it's a lot of work. It's a lot of work, but it's so fulfilling. It is so fulfilling. It's yeah. like, I'm just always, like, humbled at how everyone learns, you know, about mm. this, you know. Mm. And I once had a, um, an episode on, on personal finances. Mm. And we spoke about personal finances, which was, was so awesome. Yeah. And so it's been a journey. It's been a journey. <laughs> okay
0: so speaking about personal finances i mean for today's conversation we want to talk about the fact that it is december and i guess before we get into the money side of things is there a goal that you had set maybe at the beginning of the year or that as time went by that you want to celebrate at the end of the year Like now in december is there any goals you can share with us
1: yeah so i know i was think thinking that i'm like what were my goals beginning of the year and i I was hoping it was something tangible right that i want to get this when i've made this much and i think for me um one of the key things i've been trying to do is to set up my emergency fund as well Mm. as have a little bit of financial freedom and i know that sounds like i haven't gotten to a point where i have full financial freedom but i think a lot of the things that i've hoped for and i prayed for was like I want to have more um, multiple streams of income, Mm. and that was part of me reaching those goals that will also lead to that financial freedom that will lead to me having setting up a proper emergency fund and diversifying my income stream. So, a lot of my goals was linked to how can I build wealth? Yes. How can I you know. And you were chatting about sustainable wealth, not just wealth. Yeah, sustainable wealth, wealth. exactly. Like sustainable wealth, how can I build that? And that was sort of my mentality. Mm. I put down the things I want to do. I put down the things I wanna work on. And I planned that I'm like, this is sort of my vision board for this year. Or oh, what I do, I plan with tables. So I don't have nice pictures, it's just a table. <laughs> <laughs> and I was like, this is what I wanna achieve this yeah. year. And for me having an emergency fund, cause the pandemic taught us that. Yes. And also having that little bit of financial freedom mm. through all the diver- diversify my income stream. Mm. And then, then I can decide. So I haven't really found a tangible item I want to celebrate with. Yes. What we were talking about earlier on, I, li- I love celebrating on people. So I, when I celebrate, I do things for my family. Yeah. Um, last year it was my aunt's fifth year. So I like, you know, I, I wanted to do something amazing for her. Yeah. <laughs> so it's for me, I think it's going to end up being that. But my goals were really linked to yeah. just having that bit of financial freedom and mm. setting up things i've always wanted to have um in place and I, you know, I was looking back and saying wow like things really did take place yeah. that way because i was a very intentional mm-hmm. you know and i think people sit there and say i get asked a lot because i'm a huge um advocate for having my multiple streams of income, yes. people said there like, I work a nine to five, which is demanding, I understand. And how do I then diversify my income stream? Mm. And you know, you need to also be very active. You can't be passive and mm-hmm. hope things to fall in your lap. Mm. You have to be out. You have to and work at it. You have to work at that. And you, if there are no opportunities, create them, open those opportunities, make them work. And then that's when you can start seeing that happen. And mm. that's what I did also, you know, I was very intentional about mm. achieving those goals. And sometimes you make these grand goals, financial goals, and we think somehow the money is going to fall in our laps, and we have to be <laughs> active in, like, making that happen. Yeah.
0: What, well, As you're speaking, you know what I'm thinking of? I'm thinking of the fact that, like, you're saying that, um, you know, financial freedom, emergency savings, all these things. I think also something that we can think about is not just celebrating that you've reached a certain number, but also just celebrating the fact that you've made progress towards the goal. Yes. You know, yes. you may not necessarily have reached that one big ultimate goal that you wanted, but... We need to celebrate the steps in between, too. Oh, yes. The Um, progress towards the goal. Oh, yes.
1: I love that. Being Mm. being present Mm. and celebrating every milestone. Because sometimes you might... We know we set very unrealistic goals. Yeah. That's very <laughs> important. And and sometimes you get things, you're like, oh, I wanted to make this much, or I've saved up this much. Yeah. And then when you look back, you're like, I haven't. But then you you forget that you actually... You've think done the, a you've lot. You've done a lot. You've done more than what you would have done in yeah. six months before. And I think it's also important to be present. It's yes. important to celebrate. Mm. It's important to say, wow, I'm proud of myself. Yes. Okay, now let's try to get there. And yeah. then set up another plan, because you haven't fully gotten there. Yes. And I think that's so important. Now, that's how I treat myself. I'm always. I try to be kind to myself. Yes, be kind. Um, because when I am critical, I remember I said something on Twitter. I'm like, if you could ask yours, if you could write an apology letter to yourself, what would you say? And I said, for me, I, I would basically apologize for being critical and i, I think it. yeah i think we can be so critical and be so disappointed yeah. but i think it's so important to to celebrate to be kind to yourself and to say that was i being realistic or was i not being realistic mm. um if you weren't being uh, being realistic then that's where you sit down and say what am i saving goals for the new year you mm. know on the new next 6 months you know and mm. it doesn't stop now cuz it's september and you're like Ugh. but you still have three more months or four more months to go until the year ends mm. and then being kind to yourself and saying let's try this again so and
0: sometimes even if maybe your dreams are not necessarily like unrealistic there's a lot in life that is out of our control mm. and again the pandemic has obviously taught us that um it's it's not always your fault you know understand it's being being kind to yourself for me just reminds me that understand that you you only have control over so much in your yeah. life you Yeah, you know what i mean let go of the things that you can't control focus on what you can control yeah yeah, yeah that's a big lesson that i've personally learned yeah. as well and yeah. it just you saying be kind to yourself reminds me of that. Yeah. Let go of what you can't control, focus exactly, on what you can control. Exactly, mm. exactly. Okay. That was beautiful. And <laughs> but yeah, just I also want to touch on the apology letter. I've mm. never I've never thought of that.
1: That's yeah, brilliant. I, I actually saw it. Um someone I don't know what was either I read something yeah. and I sat down like, what would I apologize mm. for? And I was just like to myself and i was just like oh My goodness, it's been critical and being yeah. so like hard on myself when sometimes it's you need to stop and be kind. Yeah. You ca- I can be kind to the next oh. person, but I can't be kind to myself. You can't give that like, to I'm yourself. the type of person, hi, Amayanda, who what's your name? You know, how are you doing? You know, people are always like yeah. caught off guard when I ask because they're not used <laughs> to being asked, How are you doing? Yeah, and um, and that's who I am. I'm like, I try just like you never know what someone's going through, yeah. but I can't do that for myself. I'm like. How wild is that? It is wild. How wild is that? We extend so
0: much grace and kindness to others, but not necessarily to exactly. ourselves. It's hard to do it for yourself. Exactly.
1: So um, that's where it came from. And mm. I put it on. Everyone, a lot of women were saying the same thing. It's like exactly that. And mm. it, it's so wild that we think like that. And I think it goes through... With a lot of things, with our mm-hmm. personal finances, you like I'm not where I need to be. I didn't provide the mm-hmm. way I wanted. I didn't, I didn't support my family the way I should have supported them. And you know, and you forget well, I made the wrong choice. I made the wrong choice, mm-hmm. and you forget that you've done so much with whatever you could at that point. Mm-hmm. You know, so geez, I didn't think we were gonna get so deep so early in the <laughs>
0: conversation. <laughs> no, that's that's absolutely beautiful. Okay, so and I want to talk a bit about. Um, December, and I think it like it's a, it's a great segue because it, it goes, it, it, it leads nicely from what you're talking about, being kind to yourself. Um, it's December now, and in December, we see a lot of people doing the most. People are living lavishly, social media, everybody is just doing a lot, everyone is showing off, everybody's buying gifts for people, um, and there's just a lot going on, right? Mm-hmm. But also, we, are, we often go home as well, around this December period, to our family, and there's also that family dynamic that you also navigate as mm. like a young person where there's also family expectations where um, if I know I expects stuff from you financially mm. or even emotionally. And it's, it's stressful. This is a very stressful period. Financially, emotionally, mentally, it's mm. a very stressful period, right? How do you navigate this time of year while still trying to live within your means? Yeah. And take care of your mental health too. Yeah. But also, while still, if you want to celebrate yourself.
1: Yeah. Mm. I think the first thing for me is planning, right? Um, Mm. We know that December is a time where we spend um, and you need to plan ahead of time. And for me, I think when we find ourselves in situations where we feel very overwhelmed when we haven't planned, Mm. I know when I haven't planned, I'm like overwhelmed. (laughs) My life is falling apart, but when I least I can at least plan, it allows me to have that freedom to know that if I want to allocate this portion of money for my, for gifts and family in December, then I need to do that. It means I have to save prior to that. I have Mm, to have saving mm. goals separate to the festive season, because as you said, it's crazy. You go home, you can't be there and said, I bought gifts if people need meat, you must go to to the shop now. You must go swap (laughs) somehow. You know, you have to, you know, be part of that. And I think your parents love seeing you do things. So I think for me, it's also making those kind of like plans to say that there'll be unexpected spending during December. Therefore, I don't want to because it's December and I'm living beyond my means. It's so important Mm. because sometimes we justify living beyond your means, right? It's December, therefore it's justified. My family needs this. I have to be doing this. Exactly. You justify like I can't be that person. Because you Going to be in that situation for me, it's important firstly not to leave beyond my means for anything. Mm-hmm. I think we're talking about this earlier on, about and even the type of Personality that I am. It's very important not to be on my means. Um, and if I do, I need to go back because you don't always get it right. (laughs) (laughs) And then I think planning, also planning a while ahead in time, saying three months prior, and saying that in December I would like to have this amount of Mm -hmm. money. I'm going to do this for my mom. I'm going to do this for my dad, my brother, my husband, and all of that. And I still need to go home. And what does that look like for Mm -hmm. me? And what does it look like financially? So I think those are some of the things I've navigated around that, and because. Can I say my first December when I started working, I was planning a wedding, so there was no, no, I there was no first December when you started working. Yeah, I was I got married that. My anniversary Yo. is around the corner. Ah, <laughs> congrats it <in> was. <advance. laughs> Thank you. So when I started working, um, it, it it was my first, so I never really got the opportunity to really plan or do mm. anything because a lot of finances were going there. But since then, I saw when I had to spend time with my family for Christmas, like, oh my goodness, I need to consider this and this. You know, sometimes yeah. you just end up buying things that are so Random. But if I plan for that, and yeah. if I'm present, when they do need things, when I can, and be honest with them, if I can't, I'm like, Yeah actually, I can't,
0: you know. So I can relate to that, because obviously, this December, I'm getting married. <laughs> um But it's not my first job. Like, it's not my first <laughs> December working. I know, working. I was like, such so a, a had baby. And I've some time to <laughs> yeah. plan, I have an understanding, a better understanding of my finances. So mm. I, can't, I can relate, but also can't relate to some extent, because I can't imagine... You're still wrapping your head around this finance stuff and like january as well because you know there's a january th- way thing where the month feels twice as long mm, mm. <laughs> so planning i agree with you. it's about setting boundaries mm. with your family saying no like mm. you just mentioned now, but also planning definitely planning and setting boundaries yeah mm. yeah and
1: budgeting according to budgeting, what it's yeah. like and i mean the festive season's even so long um and i think for me it's always said that whole mindset that do not you be doing things because it's a festive season.
0: Ish, yeah, I
1: think that's going back to people li- living beyond their means because yes. it's festive season, yeah. and that's when it kills. Because when you go back to Jan, you like what has happened. Yeah, and then it's tough yeah. because now you know there's a lot of memes around Jan how tough it is. Um, but it's so important for that because mm-hmm. it allows you to have that in order. If I need to budget per, f- like, f- festive holiday like Christmas, Christmas Eve, and then there's New Year's. It's so important to allocate that because it allows you to have that yeah, freedom and yeah. also knowing that in Jan you'll be fine. Yeah. You know?
0: So, so if somebody were listening to this podcast now, and now it's already December. Yeah. And maybe they haven't necessarily planned as well as they could have. But now they're listening to this podcast, and they're like, okay, wait, let me just start planning and figuring out <laughs> my situation a bit better. Like, do you have anything that you would say to them? Um, not necessarily like advice, but like just some words of encouragement in terms of like figuring out your financial situation throughout this December period in Jan.
1: Yeah, I think just be realistic about what is possible. Mm. And because you didn't plan, doesn't mean you can't do the things you want to do. Yeah. Do what you can and be realistic with that and sit down with yourself. And mm-hmm. if you know that you wanted to spend this much money for mom or dad and it's not happening, then and also another something we forget specials. Like, guys, everyone's like, I want to buy my mom this nice pot, na 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 they specials like looking for those specials when you can yes, go buy those yes. things but just be very realistic of what's possible because mm-hmm. if you're not going to get it now it's fine they still the next year i don't yeah. know for me i don't think december is the only time you should celebrate your family and you can always be honest. Be like, yo, guys, I want to buy groceries. And then if you want to buy them gifts, you can still do that the next day in yeah, March. Yes. Yeah, it doesn't have to happen all in December yeah. and open ama gifts because Christmas is coming. <laughs> Honestly, it doesn't have to happen that way. If it's not, yeah. just be realistic of what's possible. And okay. trust me, I think anyone can say this. And family, maybe it's just my family. But <laughs> your family values your presence. And so now don't be on yourself and not going there because you're not getting an expensive yes, part that your mom wanted yes. and you like there's two weeks left or three weeks left before christmas yeah, doesn't yeah. make sense so yeah i would say that okay that's
0: amazing and i love that you're right firstly if you just because you haven't planned doesn't mean you can't stop planning now yeah and be realistic still stay within your means there's i, I love what you said about your time because there's other ways of gifting mm. beyond spending money yeah it's your presence as well that mm. is a gift and you can always get a gift in a month or two. Yeah. 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 You can definitely do that. Okay. So, um, I want to chat about, um, you, you mentioned budgeting, right? Yeah. And Netbank has the essential management guide on money. Edge yes. And in it, they actually talk about how you can set up a budget mm. right because now we're talking about maybe you haven't budgeted or maybe you haven't budgeted you just need to switch it up because yeah. situations have changed are there any specific methods that you use to budget mm. um you know there's like there's different tools i think there's like the 50 30 20 rule yeah and i think that that's also explained in the, in the essential management guide yes but are there any specific techniques that you use to budget
1: yeah so for me i keep it simple right um i think there's I go back to what are my goals for that? What uh-huh. are my goals for that specific item I want to achieve? What are my goals for that specific thing that I want to get? Now, work backwards and saying mm. how much do I need to make every month or save every month to get to that goal? And what's my time period, mm. right? So my budgeting starts from a backwards approach. So I, find, I look at how much do I need, how what's my time frame, and how what's possible? Yeah. And so I think that's my first thing. And also being realistic about setting my budgets. I've been so going back to being mad at myself for not reaching a a specific budget and realizing I was very unrealistic. I think it's very important to be realistic and that for me helps me when I'm like, if I wanna make, save this much money, is it really possible to be saving saving 10,000 Rand? (laughs) <laughs> like, it's, it's, yeah, yeah, it you know, because that's how much I need to save in yeah. that period of time to get there yeah. it's not possible at this current state mm-hmm. to not say it will not be possible one day but I'm just saying like just being realistic yeah. about that because that also allows me to be in a position where I, when I am putting my money aside I'm able to do that and I think tracking my money and I think there's cool apps and NetBank has one you can yeah. track your money and yeah. seeing how am I tracking my money am I still on budget right because sometimes you know we we do things and then we do things and you're like confused at the end of the month. I've been in that situation. I before. have <laughs> <too>. <laughs> <laughs> You're have like, too. oh my goodness, but I'm so careful how did this happen and then it goes back to the fact that i wasn't tracking my money right yes. i wasn't tracking how i was spending yeah. it i wasn't tracking what was going into my money i thought i had it under control So <laughs> you need to go back and yes. yes and it, it's it allows for for me it has helped me and then it helps me for the next month and i always yeah. say that yeah. whole thing that if i didn't get it right one month doesn't mean i, I can't go back yes. to the drawing board and say Okay. this is how I need to change. Okay, mm-hmm. I spent a little bit more there and that's why I didn't save this yeah. month as much that I need for my end goal. Mm-hmm. Therefore, let me rechange that. And I think sometimes what we do is we like, I failed at this, I'm done. You know, it's just like, it doesn't <laughs> work like that. You need to keep revisiting yes. and, and seeing how you can adjust your yeah, plan and say, yeah. maybe I was being very unrealistic. I actually spend... 2000 rank going out instead of 1000 <laughs> That's yeah. why I found myself yes. in this situation. I'm not saving that money because yeah. I actually spend way more than what I do when I go out for, for lunch with friends, mm. whatever, than what I put down on my, you know, items. So I think that's just another thing for me that's mm. helped. Yeah, you've mentioned
0: like being realistic so many times and I feel like it's just, it's great that you reiterated because... Yeah. Part of being realistic, like reality is you must face the truth, guys. You must open your bank up and you must look at your money and you must face reality and like be honest with yourself. And mm. it's such a difficult thing to do. Here. It is a very difficult, <laughs>
1: especially when you realise like you're the problem. You're like, it's
0: <laughs> was everyone it else, was else it that doesn't <laughs> want
1: to give me money. <laughs> you're like, I'm the problem. <laughs> like, I'm I'm the problem. It <laughs> yeah. was me
0: all along. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I love that. Okay, so December salaries are usually paid out. For yeah, for us ninety ers <laughs> I usually pay out like a lot earlier in the month. So like, if you get paid on the thirtieth or twenty fifth, like I do, sometimes the December salary will come <laughs> like on the fifteenth, and that's like a whole ten to fifteen days earlier. And now you're balling, <laughs> you're balling because you still have more left over than you normally would. And I just want to know from you, like, what specifically? do you do in December when you're preparing for January knowing that the sun came a bit earlier Mm. like do you put your money aside like what do you do Mm. to prepare in December for January
1: yeah Um, I want to go back to what I had said already like I don't, I try not to treat December as any other like different in terms of living beyond my mm, means. Mm. So I need to make sure that the way I would plan throughout the year and being consistent, I need to be consistent even yeah. in December, right? But it's hard, I understand. It's very hard. December is like a vibe. It's <laughs> a vibe, it's a vibe. That's what I'm saying for me, planning, right? Yeah. If I know I'm gonna spend twice as much as I would spend. Than throughout the year uh, i need to make sure that i have it's that okay money to spend yeah as much you plan you, yes, plan, yes, you know yes. so you can for me i'm saying you can it's so like <laughs> i i do spend but i try still not leave beyond my means in a sense yes. that um if i know that i need to spend this much money i'd rather plan and budget for that money mm. than me or save for that money rather than me going out knowing that now i'm tapping into my emergency fund because of a yeah. good time i'm tapping into my i'm you know, now there's credit and, mm. and then you know I'm in debt now for a good time or to buy my mom those pots that she wants that like are so expensive and then I'm swiping away mm-hmm. my life. Um so for me that really goes back to that that planning allows me for that to still live comfortably during yeah. December but I know that I'm not doing such a way that in Jan I'm like, Oh shucks <laughs> What happened What happened? Grandma? Where is my money? Where is my money? Yes. Um I think that's still important. It allows for that
0: okay so i want to ask you four questions to wrap up the podcast yeah. um don't think too much about them just you know something to just share different memories and, and and ideas with us right what is a common money stereotype or like a piece of advice that people say about money that you
1: found to be untrue um i don't want to say untrue more common stereotype can i focus on that as a young profession yeah um so we you know uh, TV can do things, nah. New York, things, you know. <laughs> Investments are you when you first graduate and you walk into corporate, you think I need to save, you know, save my money and start yeah. investing. And I quickly realized that actually that's not the way. You need to make sure your your RA is in order, pension fund is order before you start investing. I don't know. For me, it took me a while. So I thought that was like <laughs> you're building wealth that way. You know, I'm like, yeah, yeah I'm investing, I'm building yeah. wealth. But meanwhile, your RA is not in order. Your pension fund is not in order. And these many things. And I think a lot of young professionals enter with that mindset because we see TV. Yeah, 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 my investment portfolio is (laughs) this. You know, like, you want to say things like that, you know. But actually, you haven't sorted out things that are, you know, something Mm. as important as your RA and your pension fund being sorted out before you start, Mm. you know, investing your money. I
0: love that one. I love that one. Okay, next one.
1: What is the biggest financial
0: lesson that you've learned in trying to balance being a content creator,
1: podcaster, and having a 95? Um, Your the biggest lesson is to have separate accounts. That was my first thing. And that's when NetBank came in. (laughs) Um, Having separate accounts, and actually treating my side hustles as an actual business. Mm. Because I think sometimes when you see your side hustles, you don't see it as a business, so you don't treat it like that. So for me, I had to teach myself that I have to have separate accounts. And also having separate accounts, it's so important that I also, if I take my own personal money to pay for a photographer, makeup artist, when I get paid, because sometimes it can take a month, Mm or two months, I need to first pay myself back. Then I know how much I actually made. made yes. So if I made a thousand <laughs> rand for that, from that campaign, a hundred rand went to photography, a hundred rand went to my makeup. I didn't really make a thousand, a thousand I rand, need to yeah. first pay my expenses. That I was yes. spent to actually produce that content. the same way business operates. Yeah. Then I can say, this is how much I made. Then I can say, let me allocate my money. Accordingly, because sometimes you like, oh, got the money, you forget <laughs> about everything. And then you left. don't know where to went. You also, don't know where just, yeah. exactly. If I spend money on, I even I'm as I'm as like particular as if I spend money on fuel, I'm gonna put it in there. Yeah. You know, I need to pay back that because mm. some there was money that was spent from my personal account, yeah. and I need to pay it back to me. Yes. And the third one, I think it's also very important to quantify the side work you're doing and making sure that I know this is probably not. Um, a but it, it actually goes to worth. I think mm-hmm. it's very important, especially if you work in nine to five. Mm-hmm. You finish at even not even at five, finish at seven, mm-hmm. and i yeah. you doing seven? Because that s- job is actually <laughs> like it's actually eight <laughs> to seven, you know. <laughs> and then afterwards, you're having to do side hustles, quantify your work, mm-hmm. and make sure that that monetary value makes sense because yeah. you also don't want to burn out. Um, for, you know, sometimes you're trying to make an extra, extra, Mm. extra. Just make sure that you quantify that. And also Mm. the monetary value matches the effort that goes into it. Because at the end of the day, you don't want to find yourself where you're trying to chase this extra, extra and you're burning out. You're taking care of yourself and then everything else suffering, like your work, where you actually need your salary. So that's something that I've learned that I need to quantify and also prioritize accordingly in terms of, the extra extra money that little bit <laughs> mm-hmm. is it worth it yeah. when i look at the yeah. bigger picture
0: sure that's so inter- it's interesting that you mentioned also just like um in the beginning you said we often um see our side hustles as just a thing like yeah i i, I can relate to that i <laughs> never consider myself an entrepreneur because like everything else is just another thing that i do like i did not yeah, take my yeah. side hustle that seriously but yeah. actually like your side hustle you're putting effort into the you're working open that bank account yeah. that, that business account on yes. the side and like you say, label your expenses, label everything before and pay your expenses. Exactly. Before you start wanting to quickly draw a salary. Because I think we want to just jump to, oh, yeah. I, I want to make money off of this. Exactly. But it's a business. The same way business takes time to grow, mm. your side hustle, it's, it is a business. Mm. Okay, next question. Tell us about a financial experience that you had as a child that made a big impact on you.
1: Poof, I was thinking about this, right? I was like, what was that financial experience that had an impact on me? I think... It's something that I'm still, like, sort of unlearning. But it's more from... I think my parents worked so hard. Um, and in the first episode... By the way, go listen to the first yes, episode. Yes, <laughs> I spoke about how hard my parents worked. Yes. And just to give me just what everyone else had. And mm. I think they really didn't spend much on themselves. Um, and it used to break my heart as a kid. Mm. And you'd be like, I'll buy you this. Because you're not spending on yourself. And I think... I've been so intentional about spending on my parents, you know, because of the fact that I saw the sacrifices they had to make. Mm. And sacrifices from a point is I don't need brand new clothes or from an expensive place because I want to make sure that my kids are the ones who are clothed that way, going to schools that are, you know, as a parent I'll be proud I think for me that financial I know it's not a financial experience in that it sense is, but it's it like is. it's yeah. like just that level of sacrificing <laughs> mm. in terms of spending on themselves and one of the things I always say to myself that I I'll never I could never buy my parents a house or a car and I know but one thing that I could do for them is like giving them time because they work so hard Um, so I think for me that's one thing where I just saw so, so much give of themselves and sacrifice mm. that they didn't spend on themselves. And I try to do that. And I also try to reward myself because I think one thing they didn't do, they didn't reward themselves. Yes. And it, sometimes you just need to reward yourself if you can. It doesn't always have to be a thing. Mm. Um, I'm very so particular about spending money. So um, rewarding myself, I mm. really feel like, you know, that blazer... And it's like, and I've worked hard. you worked
0: hard. you worked hard. i <laughs> say, worked hard. I've worked hard <laughs> worked and hard. I, I
1: I, reward myself, yeah. you know, because it, it's so important. Yeah. I also want to develop that habit before I have kids too, yeah. so that I can continue to yourself. Do not neglect myself, yeah. you know.
0: Okay, last question. And oh, it's a big one because of the time that we're in. What's something that you've learned about money since the pandemic
1: started? Sure. I think yeah the pandemic we saw a lot of things happen oh, <laughs> it was wild it was wild it was so wild yeah. you my heart still breaks because some people are still in that situation mm, right now you mm. saw business closed down
0: yeah we're still talking about it in past tense but actually it's still happening it's still happening yeah. there's
1: some restaurants that are like were so well renowned and now they've shut down you're like oh my goodness but anyway for me one of the things i know going back to my goal this year was having a proper emergency fund mm. that was my goal No. Nah. And it goes back to one from the things I learned from last year that it's so important and outside an emergency fund, it's important to have multiple streams of income yes. because you you're six months. With an emergency fund with whatever how long you've saved for emergency fund, you don't know how long you'll be out of work, You're, you won't yeah. know how long you'll get that job. So it's still important for another stream of income to be coming in, supplementing, supplementing adding adding, in, adding yeah. in, even if it was not your main source, yes. but it's something that can cover at least a fraction of your basic needs. It's so important to have another yeah. um, side hustle or some income coming in in the midst of having an emergency fund because yes. emergency fund. After six months, what your emergency? What, what, what then? What then? <laughs> it's, finished. then? it's finished. It's <laughs> finished. And you still don't have a job. Yeah. You still have to, you have all these many things. But for me, also, that's why I diversify your income stream. is yeah. so important. I talk about it. But I'm not at the expense of your 9 to 5. That's still important. It, that's still important. Mm. But I think it's so important to have that because you know that there'll be other mm-hmm. income coming in in that period where you don't have money yeah. or you, you maybe are still looking for a job and your emergency fund, is your funds are... Now exhausted, yeah, you know, and you, you don't have another plan B. Mm. So, those are my what I learned definitely. Mm-hmm. In
0: the previous episode that we recorded, <laughs> really kept saying, Your emergency fund must have an emergency fund, must have an emergency Yes, fund I heard it <laughs> <laughs> I, so heard,
1: I, I was like, You know, she's saying that I'm like, True, 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 true. Yes, it's yes. so important, you know, because it, yeah. it you'll it you have to have another of another, yeah. another, yeah. And I'll I t-
0: think it has into what you're saying now, even if your best friend doesn't have an emergency fund, at the very least. Your income must have backup income and backup yeah. income. That's what it is when you yeah. diversify your income streams, mm-hmm. right?
1: And I think you can't. The, another thing you can't always plan for being retrenched. Yes, might, you, you can't plan for these things. So days. early in your setting up your invest your emergency fund, maybe you've only up mm-hmm. for a month or two months because you just started. Mm-hmm. Um, and that's been the, the the diversifying income stream, if you yes. can, and not at the expense of your nine to five. Yeah. It helps you in that level. I, I just love have that you keep <laughs> emphasizing that. <laughs> Kelly, you can see that you you run a business, and you're like, eh. Hey. <laughs> I just have to, cause you know. Is, no, you're right. Absolutely. <laughs> um, it, it allows you, cause. Not to say that you can never plan to be yes. retrenched, you know, mm-hmm. and and your retrenchment package might not help as much yeah. as you think it might yeah. it might help. And that's when it helps you to, to be to sustain you during that time and you're trying to find your next move and your next step. Yeah. <laughs> I love it. I love
0: it. And thank you. This has been amazing. Thank you I so know. much. Oh
1: my was, gosh, it was so so amazing to talk about personal finances. Right? I think, and I think just in closing, another thing—it's so important. I wanted to say this in the beginning. Um, we, you, personal finances—you really need to educate yourself. And I think you know, I spend so much time like because I. Not in the financial uh, space, and I would really rely a lot on my husband for financial, you know, financial education because mm. he's in the financial sector. Then I realized through research because it's so important to educate yourself that. For instance, NetBank has a money expert, you know, yeah. and where you can turn to them for financial advice. Yeah. If you don't know, you're buying your house for the first time, you're like, I don't know, you know. And there's so many tools. Because there's, 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 there's little things that catch you off guard. Like, you like. Oh my goodness, <laughs> what does this mean? <laughs> Next thing, you're paying costs that you don't understand mm. or you're buying your car for the first time. And remember, a lot of us... Some professionals, you're first generation corporate, which means yes. you're the first one buying a yes. car in your family. And you, who do you turn to in those instances? And mm-hmm. you have that to where you can get advice about mm. buying a car, getting financing for your car. Mm. And so I think those are some of the things you can look out for. Even,
0: even as an entrepreneur, a lot of us are first generation entrepreneurs too.
1: Yes. Yeah. Yes, and that's when you like trying to understand like the different ways of how you can finance your, your company mm. and how the bank can help. And I think those are some of the things that you you can really look out for and then also it allows you to make better decisions about your finances. It allows you to be better equipped because sometimes you're not and you've in a position where you are I think confident to make these financial yeah. decisions because you do have some some expert helping you. Someone you can rely on. Someone you can rely you on. You know
0: they're well-knowledge. Exactly. You know they know what they're talking about.
1: Exactly. Okay, and I mean, they have your best interest in yes. that in that instance mm-hmm. and I think that's important um, gr- thank you so much I'm like, <laughs> my thank parting so words <laughs> yes, <laughs> that was brilliant I actually love it
0: <laughs> knowledge is the beginning of actual power yeah it's true it's, yeah we say that a lot but it's because it's true
1: yeah thank you so much Enda, for sharing and thank you for your openness and transparency wow thank <laughs> you I, I was like I hope it will um, I always hope that it will have an impact yes, on the next person yes. they will learn something I know i'm not coming from a financial background but i know from the lits that i've learned from the last couple of you know years when i started working Mm -hmm. and even when i was a student i hope those will help the next person absolutely and i definitely think it will
0: (laughs) thank you for tuning into today's episode brought to you by young professionals from netbank we hope that you've learned some valuable money hacks to enjoy your festive season without worrying about january Remember to use the link in the podcast notes to learn more about their offering.